welcome to Sally Out Horsham. I'm Emma. And I'm Anna. And today's episode is all on football. If you live in Horsham and have a child who's into or has been into football, you probably come into contact with our guest, Trevor Evershed. Trevor runs North Sussex Soccer Academy, which happens every Saturday at 10am in Horsham Park, come rain or shine. And today we're going to learn everything about how this football institution came about. Welcome to Sounding at Horsham, Trevor. Lovely to have you here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's a bit of a football institution that's been, it's been around for the last three decades, hasn't it? Um, yes, uh, we first started in uh, 19, well, I'm trying to think myself, 1994 we first started. Um, and I, I took my son to Horsham Park when he was six and I've basically been there ever since. Yeah, that's funny. I actually have a friend um, here in Horsham, and uh, her dad said that. Yeah, well, Trevor, he was he was around when I was a kid. You're a well-known Horsham profile, I think we could say. But you said you did you you grew up in. Uh, yes, I um, I lived in Zambia um, from the age of four until um, seven uh, until the age of seven. I was born in London, but I was only three months old when I moved. Yeah. Um, I lived in Crawley for 22 years, and then I moved to Horsham in 1986 when I got married. So I regard good old Sussex by the sea um, as my home. So Trevor, where does this uh, interest in football come from? Um, well, we I was a little bit of a latecomer um, to being interested in football. Um, I first started being interested in football in 1970 when the World Cup was on, and then my dad. Um, took me to watch my beloved Brighton and Hove Albion and ever since then it's been my my passion and here we are I'm 60 years old now and I am very proud to still be playing football myself and coaching most of the youngsters in the Horsham area. And we know that um, North Sussex Soccer Academy, it was founded by Ted Street, yes. wasn't it? Yes. Um, but you've been involved all along, is that right? Uh, yes. As I said, I, I first of all took my son there one uh, Saturday morning and Ted saw me, I think, kicking a ball about with him. And he said, do you fancy doing any coaching? Yeah. Um, and I said, yes. And I've been there ever since. And that's Dan? Like you're yes, my son, yes, my son Daniel, who is now a director with me. So uh, that's that's really nice to you know have him still on board. And can you tell us a bit about how it works? Because I, I know Anna knows North Sussex, so I don't, for our listeners. Well, basically, we, we arrive in Horsham Park at around half past eight every Saturday morning. Uh, we set up all the goals. We get all the footballs ready. We put all the cones out. Basically, at around 10 to 10, parents start turning up. Um, they pay £5, um, pay as you go, and they just join in. There's no there's no pressure. Um, we start at four, and we normally go up to about the age of 11. All right. What's so the biggest age group, do you know? Um, the biggest age group is the four-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can get about 30 little four-year-olds running around. It's quite challenging sometimes. <laughs> In the summer months, we get, um, I think last week we had 70, 70 people turn up. Wow. So you don't know, um, do you know each week how many are going to turn up? I haven't, kind of... haven't got a clue. Yeah. I mean, That's amazing. obviously it's better in the summer, but then you've got to think in the summer, you know, a lot of people are on holiday, but an average 
An average Saturday, I would say, is about between 55 and 60. And so we said it's a family business. It's you yourself. You're one of the coaches. And your son, Dan, who yes. used to come and play as a kid. He's also now one of the coaches. And yes. your wife. And my right? wife, Louise, she um, she takes the money on a Saturday morning and also does all the admin for me, which is nice. Um, <laughs> she is also the welfare officer for the club. All right. And apart from you guys, if you have 55 to 60 kids, so sometimes 70 kids yeah there are other coaches as well or yes we have a coaching pool of uh 12 chaps and one one girl who who helps us out they're, they're all volunteers i text them on a on a friday morning to see who is available mm. and we get there and we all have a little chat as to what we're going to be doing in each in each session but they're, they're all volunteers and they're great they're all great characters and, and they all know what they're doing and and they're coaching sessions and do you play a game? Uh, yes, what we, what we normally do is we blow the whistle at about quarter past ten and you know they're introduced to their coaches and we do a few football skills and then at around 20 to 11 we have games. Mm. Sometimes the little ones, the four-year-olds, we split them into three teams, otherwise there'd be too many and one group goes off and just does the basic skills of football. But we're it's just having... Our main thing is just having fun on a Saturday morning. There's no pressure. In a lot of local football, there is a lot of pressure to to win all the time. And that's, in my book, that's at that age, I don't think that's necessary. So the emphasis is on inspiring the love of football. Yes. And learning the game. Yeah. Learning the game. You know, for instance, when the ball goes off, you know, what do you do? You can pick it up and you can throw it in. Um, you know, where is the centre spot? What happens when one team scores a goal? You have to put the ball in the centre spot, this this sort of thing. It's such a big thing here in this country, isn't it, football? And it's also quite hard here in Horsham. The waiting list for the proper football yes. clubs are long. Yes. And sometimes you kids can join a club, but perhaps not being allowed to play the matches it's so great to have this it, it is i mean i, I although i've never run a, a football team myself uh, for children there is a big waiting list for people so as you say there's no pressure when they come to us it's just about enjoyment mm. we do teach them some things and, and, and whatever but just about enjoyment and the parents it's like a, a big family a lot of the parents know each other because they come every week mm. yeah and um, it's great to see all the parents they bring their um, camping chairs and their coffee and, and they just enjoy a Saturday morning talking to different parents. So that's nice as well. And for you, um, you've been doing this for nearly three decades. That's quite a long time. And where do you find the enthusiasm? Like you're up every, like Anna said, come rain or shine, you're there in the park every Saturday. How do you find the enthusiasm? This time of year it's great, but sometimes on a dark and gloomy November morning, when there's frost on the ground, you have to get up about seven o'clock. Sometimes that's a little bit hard, but I just love seeing the boys and, and the girls just improve. You know, week after week, you can see some sort of improvement. So that's nice. Do you actually keep track of the kids as well? Do you know them? Um, well, I know their names, most of their names. And, you know, I do keep an eye on some of them that have obviously gone on to gone on to better things yeah that was actually one thing we were wondering about yeah. have yeah. you inspired or have you seen some of the children that have been part of the academy go on to uh yes there's around six six boys have gone on to have a successful career in football um one in particular a boy named um, harry lee who lives in southwater who i've known since he was born 
He started with me at about uh, four years old. He now plays for Brighton under-18s and has recently made his debut for England at the age of 16. Oh, wow. What's his name, did you say? Uh, Harry Lee. Harry Lee from Southwater. And how does that make you feel? That's brilliant. Um, His mum is a very good friend of mine, so um, he recently came down to see everyone with his England cap on oh. in the park, so that was ah. kids really love that. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Um, but yes, there's a few um, James Tilly who plays for Crawley, um, another boy called Will Collar, who I think he now plays in Scotland, and one or two other people that have you know gone on to make a, a reasonable career in football. Oh, that's lovely. It must be really good to to see them. Oh, it is. Any. Walking through the town, it's nice when people say hello to me. I don't always recognise them because they're, you know, they're, they're 20 now. Yeah. But, you know, it's it, it's nice to be, you know, it's nice to be noticed, I suppose. So. And one one thing is that you, it's sort of an inclusive thing that you're running, but I, I think I read in this article that was in, in the magazine all about yeah. Horsham, you were saying yeah. that when you brought Dan when he was a boy and that the first time he started crying? or Yes, that... he did a little bit and, um, you know... He, it's not an instant thing. Mm. You either like football or you don't, really. And I suppose with me, he didn't have much choice. He, he did cry on his first time, but uh, after a couple of weeks, he got used to it. My daughter used to come as well. But, you know, look at him now, as we say. Yeah, I think we can all recognise. I mean, I know quite a lot of kids the first time when you come, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. But then it's so inclusive that you quickly yeah, yeah. find your a- find your place. Absolutely. But it's um, you mentioned that your daughter played as well. So does mine, actually. Yes. And girls and women's football has absolutely exploded in recent years. Oh, yes. I mean, oh. obviously, the, the ladies won the um, Euros. Was that last year? I think it was. It was Saturday, I think. There was about um, seven or eight girls. Have I would like there to be more, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. And I would also like, you know, one or two more lady coaches as well to help. That that would be nice. Maybe we do a shout out here to more yeah. women coaches and, maybe, and girl players. Maybe, yes, that's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. I guess on the on the girls, I know that my daughter likes to play football, but she's not keen on playing with the boys. No. Would you separate them out or how do you um, it really work? Not really. I mean, obviously, if we maybe had about, you know, maybe eight girls, we might put them in one group. But, yeah. you know, I... I try and say to the boys, I try to say to them, you know, we're all one. And I try and make sure that, you know, they do have their shin pads on. We're quite strict on that. Yeah, because it can get really painful if you get kicked Absolutely. Wrist, like, but in all the off. years, in all the years I've been doing it, we've only really had one incident. So that's a pretty good record. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you're, this is a this is football in the community, yes, and yeah. there's obviously huge demand. The fact you've got seventy children turning yes. up some mornings. Do you think there's enough support or enough investment into community football? I know it's so important. But yeah, it's, it, it's always a tricky one. I mean, I also am a manager of uh, Roffy Roffy Football Club Veterans Team, and I've been involved with them for seventeen years. And we, we are hoping to get a new 3G pitch at our ground. So there is a possibility that in the future we may be able to use them. The problem in Horsham is, is in November and, and December and January, when it does rain, you know, sometimes we have had to call it off and there's nowhere else to go. So having a 3G pitch is a must, in my opinion, when you can use it seven days a week without any problem at yeah. all. Um but that needs about a million pound. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. reach out to organise? Where could funding come from, I guess? Well, it does come from the FA and there are 
certain other grants. We're very hopeful that Roffey FC will get this um, pitch maybe in two years. Mm. Yeah, you're right. There were so many football games cancelled this winter, 22-23. It's just been raining incredibly. I think my son had something like eight games cancelled or something because the pitches were waterlogged. When that happened to my son then, oh, pay to go, as they call it. Yes, Because you've also been able to run, even if the weather is not so good, you've still been able to use... um, Yes, we can. Um, We can go on the tennis courts. Mm. Um, It's not ideal, but it's better than nothing. So that's good of the council to uh, let us use their facilities as well. And Jeff, just curious about, you said you're playing yourself as well. How big is, do we call it senior football? Well, it's called Vets, Vets football. So you have to be over 35 to play. Um, I've been running the side for 17 years now, which is a a long time. Um, I've organised about 350 games in that time wow and um i'm still going so yes i'm I'm still i'm still enjoy playing at 60 yeah that is pretty amazing i still got that buzz and and you know the banter in the changing rooms and that sort of thing so So what is it then with football that makes you love it so much yeah i think it's just the banter it's just Mm. the banter with the guys and and the girls we have a a couple of girls that play for us as well so that's nice what age group um you have to be over 35 okay um, but I've got a squad of about 50, and we play about 30 games a year. We carry on all throughout the summer. What position do you play? Um, <laughs> normally right wing. Right. I stick myself out on there. I'm a bit slow these days, but I've still got a bit of a football brain, so that's nice. And did you say, did you play a lot as a kid as well? Uh, yes, I played. Well, I played, I suppose, from about the age of, well, I was about probably 10, but... Um, I did give up when the children came along. I think I gave up when I was about 28 and then returned when I was 42. So, yeah. Never too old. No. No. And I guess it keeps you young, doesn't it? Yes, yes. As long as you can, as you're physically able to. Yes. My wife sometimes does say it's about time you uh, hang hang up my boots. But, uh, yeah, a couple more years, yeah. Maybe three or four years. I want to... um, I've scored 18 goals. So I want to get to 20. Oh, okay. I've got to get to 20, so... Over the last season, you mean? Or... No, 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 it, the whole time I've been oh, playing okay. Yeah, goal scoring isn't one of my my fortes, I'm afraid. But Maybe it's not like when the kids play and the score is like 25-1. One one, one like yeah, one goal a year I normally get, but um, I also okay. organise a lot of football matches for charity. Okay. We're heavily involved in um, the children's chestnut tree house, and also we raise money for pancreatic cancer. Brilliant we courses. do a big charity match once a year, and I think we've raised about um, fifteen thousand pounds in the last twelve years that we've been working brilliant. with those charities. So that's that's good. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's nice. nice. That's great. I was wondering, over the years, since you've been, I mean, you've been involved in football for such a long time, how has football evolved since you first started as a kid? Um, I mean, obviously, when I, was a, uh, when I was a kid, we didn't have the facilities that we've got now. You know, now you have everything you want, bibs and footballs. We, we just used to put down some jumpers for goalposts and, and, and things like this. So, yes, it has uh, evolved, it evolved well. Lots of exciting times to come, I think. Mm. Are you familiar with stick football? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, actually. No. It's just funny. I think it's my son who is absolutely football mad. And I think 
after school, if there's not a ball, all right, we'll just play stick football then. They will just play with a stick oh, okay. or something instead of oh, a ball. I don't know that one. Don't, as long as you that. kick something around. Yeah. <laughs> just with something. Yeah. And, you're, and in terms of teams that you support, you follow Brighton? Yes, yes. yes. Brighton Hove. Brighton Hove. It's my 52nd year of supporting them. They've now got into Europe for the first time, which is also yeah. a fantastic achievement from you know where they've been 20 years ago yeah. they, they nearly went out of existence so to be in Europe is fantastic yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's a big community thing my son goes and my other two brothers go my mother goes as well as my wife so yes it's a real mm. it's a real family thing yeah that's nice that's great so what do you think what the biggest challenge is I think you've told us about like the setting up and everything but maybe like what, what are the biggest rewards, do you think, with running North Sussex Soccer Academy? Um, I think it's just seeing kids enjoying themselves on a Saturday morning, mm. you know, and, and trying to tell them. Some of them, you know, when we have the matches, if they lose the game, they can be upset. But I keep on drumming it into them. We're only having a bit of fun. And, and, and that's it. Just It's just all about, it's just all about having fun. Um, we also run, um, we also run um, courses during the holidays, which are very, very well attended. Mm. Um, we have a tournament, we have winners of the tournament, and the kids just enjoy it. They enjoy coming, and that's that's what I like. You know, I like seeing them progressing and moving on to other clubs. Yeah, I can vouch for that. I think yeah. my kids, especially my son, absolutely loves loves it. Good. So you run Horsham, um, you run the North Sussex Soccer Academy on a Saturday, but you also have a day job, right? Uh, yes, I proudly work at Slimfold School uh, in Horsham. I am the premises manager there. And I, surprise, surprise, I run the after-school football club there on a Thursday. Okay, yeah. Um, where we get about, we get um, 20 children come along. Um, we also... We also play other schools. I organise matches against other schools, mm. um, which the kids all love. Um, we've recently played my old school, uh, Aronside. Um, so yes, I uh, I enjoy doing that as well. Wow, when do you find time to sleep? Yeah, it's a difficult <laughs> so, question sometimes. Right, so um, what's the what does the future hold for for you, North Sussex Soccer Academy? Um, well, on? hopefully I can. Um, you know, Ted, Ted ran North Sussex Soccer Academy, Ted Streeter, until he was 85. So I hope I've got about another 20 years or so mm-hmm. of going to the park. I don't see why not. Oh, that's, uh, I've people, football-loving kids in Horsham would be very happy to hear that. Uh, and their parents. <laughs> yes, let's, let's hope so. Let's yeah, hope so. Great. So um, if people want to find out more about North Sussex Soccer Academy and the work you do with Roffey FC, etc., where can they go? Okay, the best thing is to do is with the North Sussex Soccer Academy, go on to Facebook. On a Friday evening, we put out a post to say that we will be on in the morning. Um, so follow us, follow us there. And with the Roffey FC, if you go on the Roffey website, anyone interested in playing vets football, let me know and um, we can organise a game for you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Okay, no problem. Thank you. Well, thanks, Trevor. It's, it's been really good speaking to you, and I, I love hearing about your passion for, for football and, and helping others to develop theirs. It's been good. We are so thankful for all the feedback we've had, and to those of you who keep listening and who subscribe, you make it worthwhile. 
Yeah, so now we want to ask you something. If you enjoy our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could spread the word and tell other people all about it by liking us on social media and sharing our posts. We've met so many fascinating individuals since we started Sounding Out Borsham and we'd love it if more people in the community could hear their stories. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Sounding Out Horsham. And of course, don't hesitate to get in touch. 